Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Jason Derulo grew up in Miami, Florida, and dreamed of becoming Michael Jackson someday. Since then, he's gone on to have his own huge hit singles like Talk Dirty and Wiggle, and has become one of the biggest sensations on the popular social media app, TikTok. On this episode of the Carlos Watson Show podcast, Jason Derulo recalls his many breakthrough moments throughout his career and his relationship with his family and manager. This episode of the Carlos Watson Show podcast was recorded in December of 2020. Hey, Jason. Hey, what's up, bro? How you doing? Good. How you doing, man? Man, really good. Really good. Can't complain. Living the dream. Are you in L.A. or where are you? No, I'm in, I'm in Miami. I'm in my house. We just got here to Miami. We're spending the holidays in Miami. I'm, I'm back and forth, but mostly in L.A. You know what? Uh, I don't know if I ever told you. You may remember that you came and did Aussie Fest for me uh, back in the day in Central Park when we first started, and I appreciate that. I don't know if you remember that. And then, um, but but I'm from Miami too. I remember that. I remember that name. Yeah, yeah. Aussie Fest was our was our summer festival. You gave a great performance. It was the first time we were ever doing it. Um, Will I am had done it the year before, and then and then you did it, and you blew it up, and I really appreciated it, and it's become a very big deal. So it's a uh, it's a beautiful thing. It's uh, you know not happening this year because of uh, COVID, but next year it'll be in Central Park. There'll be another one in Golden Gate Park in San Francisco, and another one in London in Hyde Park. So uh, so we'll have to ask you to come back. I assume you've had a lot of time to prepare. For the next one, because you couldn't have one. Oh, man. Oh, this has been crazy. But you've made the most of the... Were you on TikTok before COVID or or no? I mean, were you serious on TikTok before? No, not at all. So um, I started in March and I uh, started doing by doing one challenge. And I was like, oh, this is fun. Let me try, try it again. And then uh, I, I just caught the bug, man. And I just... Uh, it was like one of the things that kind of got me through this whole situation you know I I just love being creative so you know I'm not the kind of person that's going to sit down and watch TV or play too many video games so like when I'm creating is when I'm at my happiest you know what I'm saying so it's it's been a lot of fun now how did you know 
that it was going to take off? Or did you not know you literally were just having fun? Because you were like, when I got on TikTok, you're one of the first people I started seeing a lot. And I felt like you were one of those people who was like at the gold rush early before everybody else. You know what? Uh, definitely. That's the case. I, I did have a feeling that it was next up. I had a feeling that it was going to be like the next big thing. So I'd be lying if I say, said that. But I didn't know that I was going to, um, you know, blow up the way I did, you know. And uh, I think it has a lot to do with it being a very level playing field. You know, it, it's it's an app where if you got good content, you're going to be lit. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's just that simple. No matter if you're somebody that's known or somebody that's unknown, anybody can be popping on, on the app. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing when you're on your For You page. I mean, you're seeing all kinds of people that you've never seen before. You're seeing people that you know and love. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a crazy app, man. Now, how big a business is it compared to something like YouTube or Instagram or what have you? Like, because I've talked to folks in the Kardashian family before who make a ton of money on Instagram, on Twitter, on all the other platforms. But what about on TikTok? Is TikTok as good a business yet as those other ones? I think I think it's a bigger business um, right now because it's you know it's bigger. The, it's the it's the hottest it's the hottest new kid in town, right? It's the newest. It's the, the it's the wave. It's the everybody what everybody is talking about, um, and the viewership can be so high. You know, I mean, I have videos that have hundreds of millions of views. Right. So like if you're an, if you're if you're a big brand in the world and you want your brand to be seen, I mean, TikTok is where you're going because it's 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 the hot, new hot. So um, you can either put on a commercial and you get like three million views uh, or you can give uh, a young kid on TikTok, you know, that money and you can get 40, 50 million views. So, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of where depends on where you want to put your money. But I think most brands are, are betting on, on TikTok and it's, you know, you can see why. Interesting. And how much of a businessman are you? Cause I know some artists love the business part of it. Some people are like, you know what? I've got people for that. Where are you? Um, so I'm, I'm a businessman through and through. So everything that I do is for the, is for building the brand. And me building my brand is so that I can continue to have tentacles that are that are outside of of what my main source of income is, which is music. Right. Um, But the bigger the brand gets, the more uh, the more tentacles I I can have, you know, the more uh, I'm I'm able to kind of disseminate what I have and get other opportunities. The bigger you are, you know, obviously, the more opportunities you get. Um, But for me, I have 13 businesses now, um, one being. Um, uh, I was the biggest investor in Catch LA. Uh, I uh, have a company called Rumble Rumble Boxing. We have 26 locations across the country. Um, you know, uh, vodka that just was released is called Bedlam Vodka. Uh, so yeah, a bunch of, a bunch of things like that. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, right now is is a really exciting time because a lot of the seeds that I've been planting for the last couple of years are really coming to fruition in a major way. And where do you get good advice from? Like, who's in your kitchen cabinet? Who's your who's your rabbi? Who's your consulary? Who, who's, who's giving you good advice? Definitely my manager, Frank. He's been my manager since I was 12 years old. And uh, just, a really, just a really smart guy. Man. And I was, I was definitely lucky to have him, you know, from an early age. I was able to learn the ins and outs of the music industry and just make the best decisions for myself because I was just informed. You know, the best decisions are informed decisions. And if I fall flat on my face, I, at least I knew what I was getting myself into. Right. So 
um, even till till this day, if I'm going to make an investment on something, I'm I'm definitely passing it through him. And we do a lot of businesses together as well. But if I'm going to do something myself, I'm like, yo, what do you think about this, that and the other? And he'll he'll always give me what he thinks uh, uh, is the best decision. And what's Frank's backstory? Where's Frank from and how did you guys meet? Yeah. So Frank, Frank is from New York, uh, but he was in law school um, here in Miami where I grew up. And um, we met on the basketball court. I was 12 years old. He had these high pants on. I'm like, yo, we need another man. We need another man. Come on, come on, come on, sir. Can, can you come play with us? And uh, he ended up being incredible. Like, he was just killing everybody. And it was just like, damn, you know, I picked this guy up on my team, and he ended up being, like, the, the factor. Um, and uh, I would see him often often at the park because we lived uh, pretty close to, uh, by. And I didn't make my team um, the year prior. So I was out there, like, you know, really, really trying to get it. And, um, and he started to help me with my game. He played overseas um, and he played, you know, he played for NYU. He, uh, he was a really, you know, a great basketball player. So he started helping me with my game. And then later on, uh, he found out that I could sing. And then we started the whole journey, you know, from when I was 12 years old, man. Interesting. So Frank wasn't even in entertainment at that time. He wasn't in music or entertainment. No, he was in law school. That's so interesting. And, you know, I love basketball as well. And what a great way. It's funny. When I travel the world, I say the best way for me to meet locals, whether I'm in Zimbabwe or Iceland, France or Brazil, is pick up basketball. Because the people who like basketball around the world, they're a little friendlier when they meet you and you're from America. Um, And so that's great that that's the way you guys met. Oh, yeah. I got to use that, man. You know, I never really played basketball outside of America. Oh, you have to. You meet so many interesting people. And it's the way you end up meeting the locals. You get some of the best games, uh, you know, in France, in, uh, in the Netherlands, in crazy places. You'll get great games, sometimes out in the middle of nowhere. Um, hey, Jason, tell me about your parents. What do your parents do? Were they into music and you're like the second generation? Or were you the first one to break through and really set this path? So my uncle was James Brunton. Not Spain. No. <laughs> No music in my family, man. I, I just kind of came out of nowhere, and I was just instantly obsessed with music at a very early age. My mom, um, I was an immigration officer. Uh, my dad uh, was an import-export business, so he had his own business. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, it, it was not really a musical environment, you know, at, at all. You know, they would play music in the house, but, I mean, that's, that's as far as it went. You know, it's funny. I feel like there's a little quiet Haitian sensation thing going on in the country right now where whether it's in sports, whether it's in music, etc., I feel like quietly you're seeing, even in politics, I don't know if you saw the woman who got elected to Congress out in Utah, yeah. uh, her family, Mia Love, was Haitian, and yeah. you just see more, even um, Naomi Osaka, right? I think her... Uh, Best player. Yeah, I think uh, I think she's half uh, Haitian. She is, um, <laughs> Am I right? Have you seen that? Have you seen Haitians take it off? I have, man. I mean, even from, you know, Kodak Black, uh, you know, rapper. You know, it's it's, it's kind of like, you know, we're, we're, we're popping up all over the place, man. And um, I think I think it's a beautiful thing to see. I mean, obviously, uh, that being my my roots, my, my upbringing, you know, being being Haitian is I'm just so proud of, of, of who I've become. And, and I'm so proud of my country, you know, so to see. Uh, other Haitians, you know, doing it in a major way is always, always a, a beautiful thing to watch. Now, now, what do you call your breakthrough? Like in your mind, what was your breakthrough? Was it was it the piece at the Apollo? Was it one of your first songs? When did you, in your mind, go from something that you loved and were obsessed with to something that you were going to make money at and you were going to be 
a professional, you were going to be someone people knew? You know what? I don't think I had just one breakthrough moment. And I think for me, every every moment like that was was something that helped propel me. So the Apollo moment, I thought when I went to Apollo, I thought, yo, I made it, baby. But nah, I didn't get no record deal after that. <laughs> You know, so like when 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 you see you know all these different television shows and all these uh, you know wonderful singers that come on these television shows and they win the whole season. I mean, how many how many uh, celebrities do we do we know from The Voice? You know, we don't we don't know anybody that's come off The Voice. American Idol. I mean, it's it's probably you know a, a few from early on, but um, just because you win one of these shows does not guarantee you a spot or a seat at the table. You know, you still got to keep grinding. I mean, that's just still the beginning. It's the beginning of something, but it's still the beginning. Um, so for me, I treat a lot of different moments as like breakthrough moments. I mean, I think when I wrote my first song for an artist, that was a breakthrough moment for me. Um, you know, when I, I got signed as a songwriter and uh, moved myself to L.A., which, you know, this is a, it's a huge creative community in L.A., I think that was a breakthrough moment. I think also a breakthrough moment is, you know, after I released my first song, obviously that goes to number one breakthrough moment. Um, when I released my uh, a second album and, you know, it's, it's always a sophomore slump and I continue to have hits over the years, you know, just, just all those kinds of things, man, honestly. I mean, I think even this year uh, with being at home in my own space and people getting to know me as a person, as well as, as well as a musician, I think is a huge breakthrough moment. So, you know, it just keeps happening. So, so look forward for me, uh, five years out, 10 years out, what should I expect to see? Where would, where would I expect to come across you? Five, 10 years from now. Um, I, you know, I honestly want to just continue on the same path, um, of growth, you know, both in, uh, music, but also in the, the entrepreneurial, from an entrepreneurial standpoint. Um, I definitely want to be dibbling and dabbling much more in the film and TV space. Uh, I'm developing a, a television show now um, with uh, Will Smith's team, uh, Westbrook, um, which I'm really excited about. But yeah, just that 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 space in itself, I feel like, is is really something that I've that I've been craving. And um, I don't know if you can if you can tell, but you know, even even when I'm doing TikToks, you know, I make a full production, and it just almost feel like these small blips of, of a movie man so um when i do uh dive in that world i think it needs to come from a perspective of of uh me creating as well you know i'm not i don't think i fit in as someone who just takes a script and just does that i don't know if that's necessarily my path so i think i think my path is more so on the creation side and you know create creating an entire franchise or project myself and, and doing it that way but if the right role comes across, I ain't going to be asleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Appreciate that. What would, what would the right role be? What would you be great at? Because um, it's funny. When you said that, I actually could see you as an actor. Like, I think very few people, I think Ice Cube did a good job moving from music to acting. And now I think about him as a serious actor. Ice-T, to some extent, um, I, I think has done it. So a few people, I think really made that move but but what kind of role could you see yourself in well i think i think will smith did it best he he was the, he's like the um you know the the model you know if i had to model my career after anybody i mean he's just done such an incredible job of you know taking what he built as a musician and 
totally making a, you know, a complete flip into, you know, one of the biggest and greatest actors in the world. Um, and I, and I, and I see uh, myself doing that kind of thing and to, you know, taking on humongous projects and, and, and uh, really kind of switching my focus at some point uh, more so to that space and not just kind of dibbling and dabbling. I'm not really the dibble dabble kind of person, you know, it's kind of all or nothing for me. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's the person I would, I would mention, but the kind of roles I like, um, I like action movies, you know, I like, I like the, the Marvel style, the Marvel style movie where, you know, these superheroes, superheroes involved, um, also like the, you know, the comedy aspect, you know, it's just like, like an action movie that has, you know, that, that light, that light and shade to them, you know, those are my favorite kinds of movies. And I think, you know, Will Smith does it really, really, uh, well, to say the least, um, you know, the rock, you know, does those kinds of films where it's just still bright, but it's like an action film at the same time. Wait, now how did you and Will meet? How did you guys come across each other? Um, so his team reached out and they were, you know, saying how they enjoyed what I was doing online and, uh, would I be up for collaboration? I was like, what? Yeah, I'd be up for collaboration. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, we we started off one video, and the the world the world loved it, man. So we just continued, you know, doing more and more videos, and um, I think it just it just became it just became an, an incredible situation where you know we were able to collaborate all the time. We'll get back to that in a moment. I wanted to take a minute to share a great discussion I recently had about freedom of speech. This issue seems to come up more and more these days in the political realm. Who gets to have a platform and what should they use it for? For comedian Ida Rodriguez, it's not just about politics. These conversations reach every part of our lives. That is the burden of being a person of color, black person in this country. So when it comes to comedy, yeah, a lot of us feel like we should be able to say what we want to say, but we feel like we have to be a megaphone for the realities, which you saw Dave Chappelle do that 28 minute thing mm. about George Floyd, because we can't even just be funny right now. Our conversation was part of a panel on race, politics, and the American dream, brought to you in partnership with Chevrolet. You can hear the full discussion on ozzy.com slash real talk, or on our Ozzy YouTube channel. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. 
myself as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, Jason, interesting to me that we talked about all of the next five, 10 years. I didn't hear you mention wife. I didn't hear you mention kids. I didn't hear you mention family. So that's all right. You're a young man from South Florida, so you're still taking your time. <laughs> but talk but talk to me about that because, you know, you've been in the spotlight uh, before in and around relationships. Are you, are you at a place where you're considering next steps or is that still, you know, is that down the road and you still have business to take care of? Well, I mean, definitely next steps. I mean, when when, when you ask me that, I, I guess, you know, my mind doesn't really go to, towards my personal life. It, like, instantly goes to, to professional, right? So, um, definitely, from, from, a, from a, a, a private standpoint, I mean, that's, that's definitely on the table. I mean, I, I am in, in my 30s, you know, and I have you fallen in love with a wonderful young lady. So, um, I think that's definitely in the plans. Love that, love that. Yeah, I, I can see you being a uh, energetic uh, father and uh, and and having your crew. All right, let, let's let's play sliding doors for a second though. Now, what if what what if things had not worked out with the music thing? Because as you said, it was several things, and there's never a guarantee. What if you met Frank, but really, honestly, the music had never really gone anywhere? What do you think you'd be doing? What do you think? What do you think? Thirty-one year old, thirty-two year old Jason Derulo would be up to? Um. That's really tough to say. I, I think with my personality, uh, which is just like work workaholic, you know, I work all the time. Um, anything that I decided to do, I was going going to be successful at it because it's just all or nothing for me. Um, so I think I probably would have gone more the 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 film and TV route. Uh, and and I say that because you know I love the inner inner entertainment aspect you know i just love being an entertainer but if we're taking entertainment off totally i love fitness so i think uh if we're taking entertainment out completely i think i would have gone uh into some kind of uh fitness world whether it's like you know creating um you know the 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 
protein of the day or like creating, um, you know, what, what the right mixture of pre-workout and protein was. I mean, I'm, I'm still trying to do those things now, you know, with, with the limited time that I have now. So I think maybe that, that's, that would have been a route. That's interesting. How much, because you're a serious workout person, I assume. Mm-hmm, for sure. How much do you work out a day? And, and what do you do? You do it on your own? You do it with the trainer? What do, what do you do? I mainly work out with my cousin because um, I, I think that's, it just becomes the most fun and I still get the, you know, the, the, the maximum results. So that's, that's always my, my favorite thing to do is to work out with either my brother or my cousins or like, you know, people close to me. Uh, but uh, in terms of working out, so like when I'm really on it, uh, which is, you know, hasn't necessarily been the case, but I'm starting, I'm starting tomorrow. <laughs> um, I will do one cardio and one, and one lift, you know, in a day. So, you know, the, the morning, the morning cardio would be, uh, anything from like boxing to, uh, to playing basketball to, uh, doing the stairs. And, um, that would be one workout in itself. And then I'd probably add some abs in there or whatnot. And then the, the second workout is like a heavy, heavy lifting uh, workout. So, yeah, it ends up being like two, two to three hours of the day. Oh, man, you're dedicated. When I'm on it. Okay, <laughs> I like that. But, and you're starting tomorrow is what I heard. I'm starting tomorrow, babe. I'm, I got to get back right. I got to get back right. <laughs> you can't keep talking about that pandemic weight. That's, that's not going to fly in 2021, baby. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right. Now, 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 one of the things I'm always curious about is what happens when one member of the family blows up? Because I can tell you're close to your friends and family and, and something tells me you got a tight knit crew. And what happens when one person in that crew becomes a household name? People recognize him. He's got extra money. What is that like? What's that dynamic been like for you? For me, uh, it's a it's a it's a tricky thing, man. Um, it the positive side. Right is the fact that I can uh, uplift uh, a lot of my family members. So I work with a lot of my family members. So, you know, from my tour manager to uh, my road manager to um, the, the effects guy who does, you know, the fire and the flame, the, all the flames and, and effects on stage is one of my cousins. Uh, my uh, house uh, manager who, des- who, who uh, you know, designs and, and helps me with all designs at, at creating the, the crib. You know, it's just so many different uh, stylists, so many jobs that I can give to the people that are closest to me. And that's that's been incredible. Um, but, you know, it's also tough sometimes, you know, like going to uh, like a family reunion or a family get together and um, the, the picture thing. You know, I'm just I'm just not a, I, I don't like taking pictures. I mean, if we just just being completely honest, I, I just don't like it. Um, but I do it. But I don't like it. So, like, I, I, I do it every single day of my life, right? So, when, I, when I'm going to a family get-together, it's not really what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but, I, but I get it and I understand. Um, but that's, like, a, a difficult thing, you know, that I, that I deal with. Um, they're probably going to see this and be like, damn, Jason's <laughs> um, but, uh, um, but yeah, man, uh, you know, it's just, just simple things like that. I mean, obviously, uh, money's uh, kind of always is a thing, you know, no matter how, how you try to flip it and change it and do it, it's, it's just always becomes a thing, whether you like it or not. Hey, tell me about the last year, because interesting to me, I felt like you were maybe in not as good a spot in your career a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it felt like maybe the limelight had gotten away from you, and all of a sudden, it feels like fresh air has come at you. A, is that right? And B, uh, given that, like, how do you treat the people that were walking away from you a year ago, like Warner Brothers, you know, uh, you know, in 2020, when they probably have a different point of view on, you know, the opportunities around Jason Derulo? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I was definitely in a different, a totally different place. Uh, I was on Warner Brothers for 12 years. And uh, through that process, I've gone through four different regimes. And what I mean by when, when I say that uh, for viewers is basically four different staffs have come in throughout my career. So I'm talking like from CEO down to the mailing room, like everybody's gone, like everybody's fired, whole new, whole new staff, four different times in my career. Like how the am I supposed to catch a groove when it's somebody new in my face every, every couple of months? Like it's, it's crazy. And then when a new regime comes in to build a name for yourself as an executive, you have to sign new things because Jason Derulo has been there already. So like he's successful, like, like you continuing his success is not really something that is not a, a, a notch on your belt. Like, you know, that's like anybody could do that. Right. So, what their aim is, is to find, like, who's the next guy? Who's, who's the next big thing? Um, where I'm over here like, yo, I, bro, I, I, I need my done. Like, I need attention. I need, I need attention to detail. I need, you know, things done the right way. And their head, headspace is in something totally different. But your boy been keeping the lights on for, for 10 years, bro. You got, you got to pay attention to this. Um, so with that being said, it, it, it became a very toxic situation and then finally was like, I, I, y'all got to let me go. Y'all, y'all got to let me do my thing. Like, this is crazy. You don't want me. I don't want you. Like, what are we doing? Like, let me go. You know, or I'm going to say this is slavery. <laughs> uh, so I was able <laughs> so I was, I was able to get out of my deal. Um, and like, what, what, what crazy uh, whirlwind it, is, it has been, you know, in the last year. And I think it's because of a lot of different situations. I mean, come on, like there was a weight lifted off my back. You know, once I was free from that deal, it's so much easier to be a creative when you're in a space of um, just creation and not worried about, you know, all the other that life has to has to uh, come has has to bring you. Right. Um, Also, you know, myself just being at home, you know, I felt like everything was recalibrated, me being in my own space. Uh, for so many years, I've just been kind of on the road, and I think I traveled more than any other artist in the industry, just kind of really, really um, taking the touring thing really serious and always trying to touch my fans from all across the world, right, not just at home here in America. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, a whole recalibration has been done in my mind, and, um, yeah, I've been able to, to flourish thanks, uh, thanks to God. You, you, do you think you're a different person at all? I mean, not just in a different situation, but given all that has transpired over the last year, over the last couple of years, are you a different person or are you just a freed up person? I'm just a freed up person, man. I, I, I don't think, I don't think I'm, I'm different. I think uh, the music that I've d- always done has always been good. It's just, I haven't, it wasn't in the good hands. Right. So I was basically fighting with two, the, you know, one hand behind my back, you know, whereas all these other artists, they're, they're on these top labels and have, you know, people, people that are, that know what they're doing, A, uh, um, and have way more power because they have the power of, of their entire organization. So if you have, you know, if you, if you, if you are a record label and you have, uh, 
you know, this A artist, this A artist, this A artist. When you go into Spotify, they listen to you differently. When, when, then when you have when you have just Jason Derulo, it's like, yo, can you play can you play this song? You know, it's it's a you come in differently. You know what I'm saying? It's it's the difference between being able to 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 come in the room and um, say I'm the big boss, or you come in the room is like, please, can you do this? It's it's a really really big difference. I, I like that point. So if you were teaching a class at Harvard Business School for people who are aspiring to win in the music game, and you were going to tell them the stuff that they don't normally teach people, and that you've got to go through it to learn, I I hear one of you say one of the things you're saying is that the right label at the right time in that label's regime matters. What are two or three of the other things that you would that you would teach if you were teaching like the ultimate master class on how to really make it? in the music game, what else would you say to somebody? Two things pop into mind directly. And the other side of, of that argument is, is if, you're, if you're a brand new artist and you're going to a humongous record label, that's also not good for you. You need, you need the middle of the road because you're, you need attention. As a new artist, you need attention and you need a chance. So like if I have, if I have Bruno Mars, Ed Sheeran, Ariana Grande, Drake, and all I mean, I'm not really going to have time for you. You're a new artist. I appreciate you. We're going to throw it at the wall a little bit and see if it, if it sticks. If it doesn't, bye. So with that being said, you kind of you want to pick a place that has success, but not too much success because you don't want to get lost in the shuffle unless you got the biggest buzz in the world. If you got the biggest buzz in the world and you're doing it on your own already, then you can, you, you can go play with the big boys. Um, the next thing is... You got to build relationships. So uh, I, I think something that uh, people don't know behind the scenes, it's not like people are just just playing people's records. Like there's there's a lot of politics that go into it, right? So like you know, going to meet program directors across the country, you know, spending your time to like have that FaceTime with program directors that are that are programming these stations. That matters. You know, to this day, I got I got people, you know, their, their phone numbers. They got my phone numbers. I tell them Merry Christmas. Da, da, da. It's, you know, it's a human element to everything that you do. So, like, if I have Jason Derulo's record and I have somebody else's record that are on the same level, I'm going to pick Jason Derulo's record because he called me. He, he told me Merry Christmas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, obviously, they're not going to play your record if it's whack. You know, you, you can't go against, you know, a top person and your record is whack and their record is good and I'm not going to play this record because you called me. But if your record is equally as good, obviously, as a human being, I'm going to go with my friend. Like, it's just, that's, just, that's just how humans work. Um, from that to, to, to go in a meeting with the DSPs and, and knowing who's programming today's top hits, you know, who's, who's programming these, these top playlists across the world. It's the same thing. There's a barrier of entry and you got you to you play. You got uh, to play the game. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. 
Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. In addition to Frank, have you had any classic uh, business rabbis or business advisors like are there any wall street guys or kind of big company ceos who you talk to regularly Uh, because it's interesting as i hear you talk jason you clearly are a very thoughtful entrepreneur like a very savvy entrepreneur and so i'm curious as to whether this is learning from your dad who i I understand was import export or whether this is uh this is coming from somewhere else so do you have any of those those sounding boards, any of those Wall Street guys, any of those uh, Silicon Valley CEOs or, or other people? I think it comes from two things. I think, you know, um, growing up as the youngest uh, between, you know, my brother and my cousins, you know, who, you know, they like they grew up like hustling. Right. So I, I got that hustler's mentality. That's one side of it. And then the other side is honestly is honestly Frank. You know what I'm saying? Uh, same thing. My dad, my dad is a hustler, like like to the very last drop to this day, you know, like we got money. Um, but like, you know, we're not trying to spend it. Right. So like we always, we always try to get the best deal out of everything. Learn that from my dad, 100%, like through and through. Um, and uh, yeah, the, 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 the savvy of, of the, the whole industry that comes directly from Frank, like, you know, he just, 
he just kind of picked apart the whole industry. And um, yeah, we learned a lot of things together, but a lot I learned just from him. I love that. I love that. I want to play a little game with you that I call rapid fire. Yeah. I want to hit you with a couple of things on what's your immediate reaction. Okay, dig it. Give me a name of a celebrity that people would be surprised to hear that you're friends with them. Get uh, the odd couple. Who would people be surprised to hear that you're friends with? Um, I think people would be surprised to hear that I'm I'm uh, friends with Katy Perry. I'm surprised. Why? Why are you guys friends? How'd that happen? So, so we have a we have a, a mutual friend, um, uh, uh, Mikey Hess, and uh, he he introduced us years and years ago. And um, yeah, we just have like this this friend group, and like whenever we're doing something uh, big, we we all get together. So um, yeah, like like whenever you know there's there's something major happening within the friend group, like I'm there, she's there, and it's it's just you know part of our our, our vibes. Most interesting country you've ever been to? Most interesting? I gotta say that's that's Dubai because it's just it's just the the future. You know, they're just living in the future, and and everything that they have there. You know, we're going to slowly get it here. <laughs> um, it, and it's just so many different uh, world records. So, like, they, they pride themselves on making these world records. So, like, biggest mall in the world, biggest aquarium, you know, tallest buildings, you know, just all, all of that. So, like, it's, it's just a really interesting place to be. Last time you were scared? Last time I was scared. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I know. Um, uh, I actually had some uh, some snakes brought to the house, um, and them things was them things was big. And like I, I brought this guy all the way all the way out to from where, what he was doing, right? So I was like, I gotta interact with the snake because you know he came all this way. Um, so uh, that that was the last time I was scared. I was like, I gotta take some photos with this. Cool. <laughs> uh, who's your favorite comedian? Whew. Uh favorite comedian, I gotta say Kevin Hart is is my favorite. He's good. He's good. He's good. You should have said Chappelle, but Kevin Hart works too. That's all right. That was good too. I like Chappelle too. I like Chappelle too. The reason why I picked Kevin is because uh he can do he can do uh he can do a film and do do the stand-up comedy and at the highest, highest level. So I I just I I respect that. You know, but Chappelle is the is the king of stand-up for sure. Best business investment you've ever made? Best business investment? Um, I think that has to be Catch LA. It's probably the best business. I, I mean, I, you know, my, my return on that was just, just in, insane. Favorite book? Favorite book. Um, favorite book's probably The Secret. Oh, is that right? Now, now, did you get turned on to that because Oprah was loving on it? Or did you get turned on that on your own? Um, I'm pretty sure I got turned on it by my own, but um, I, on my own rather. Uh, but I, I don't know when she said something. I mean, probably indirectly, <laughs> you know, it probably came from her because, I mean, anything Oprah talks about me is going is going to rise to the top. Your favorite vodka? Oh, that's Bedlam vodka all the way, baby. <laughs> Bedlam vodka. I got I got into this company because I was a fan of it first, uh, and. It, they asked to be in my in my music video, and I was like, "Yeah, cool. The bottle looks cool. Like, yeah, we we can do that um, for the right price." Da da da. I tasted that vodka, and I was like, "Oh, 
y'all gonna need to send me a couple bottles um so that the relationship started to build um strictly because i was a fan of it first and um yeah now now i'm um you know part owner of this incredible company that i think is is like next up it's, it's so good best advice you've either given or gotten when it comes to love i be giving mad advice on love like i'm the love doctor so I'm <laughs> um I think the bet I, I don't know I don't know if someone told me this, but I, I think the I think the greatest advice is to to just be transparent and just to to talk things out. Um and to to try to see the other person's side and not just kind of stick to your guns and try to think about w- like where they're coming from. I think that's that's probably the, the, the greatest gift. If you could have dinner with anybody, dead or alive, who would you want to have dinner with? Michael Jackson, for sure. Because? Oh, yeah. Mike, Mike was uh, the sole reason I started singing and dancing in the first place. I was four years old and I saw Mike on TV for the first time. And I was like, yo, this is what I want to do. This is who I want to be, rather. Um, so I spent the first uh, couple of years of my life uh, trying to be Michael Jackson. Um, and then I, I, I realized that I... Like, uh, it's not humanly possible to be somebody else. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what, that's what started this entire thing, man. That's what it stu- it inspired this obsession uh, with music and creation and entertainment. Give somebody some advice on dreaming fearlessly, Jason, because you've been blessed in that you've dreamed fearlessly, but you've also brought it alive. And you probably, I bet you, whether it's through TikTok or other things, you meet so many people who struggle to dream in a bold way, in a fearless way, and then bring it alive. What's the best advice you would give people about how to dream fearlessly and bring your dreams alive? I think the best advice is to really decide what you love to do most in life and to go after that at the highest level. Because it's so easy to to work hard at the things that you love to do, right? So if you choose the thing that you are most obsessed with and and you spend all your time and energy into that, you're way more likely to be successful at that. And you'll just wish, or like, you'll lead a much more happy life. I mean, it's, it's literally that simple. And I think that life is, is basically, <laughs> it's, that's what all it's about. It's about doing the things that you love to do. Hey, finally, uh, what would surprise people about you, Jason? Even people who love you, been following you for years, think that they know you backwards and forwards. What would surprise them to find out about you? Good, bad, or otherwise? Um... And at this point, I mean, I don't know if anything will surprise me. From that. <laughs> uh, I think, I mean, I don't know if, if people will be surprised at this, but uh, I honestly, I think of of my family as as myself. So uh, when I'm lifting up myself, I also want to lift up the people that are closest to me. Um, and I think, you know, it's it's kind of like this it's become like this, like a whole team for me. Right. And I'm, I'm the center of the team. I'm the quarterback of the team and I have to ensure all of our success. And, um, I don't know if that's, you know, a surprising thing for people, but, um, that's just something that I, I think people don't know. I love that. And, and I lied. I said it was the last, but, but, but I realized I should ask you about something else. You again have had a rare opportunity that you traveled the world. You actually come from different worlds and that you got family from Haiti, et cetera. How are you thinking about this moment in terms of race relations and where we go? Because we've just had a really unusual year in terms of Black Lives Matter. Are you optimistic going forward? 
Are you, are you pessimistic? Are you unsure? How do you think about the racial dynamic in the next year or several years ahead? Um, I think the next several years are going to be uh, pivotal, you know, and um, I think the fact that the conversation has been started is is a step in the right direction. And what I what I would like to happen is that uh, instead of people thinking that this is is this is a charity case, because it's, it's not. Uh, I would like for people to consider it more as um, an inclusion. So, like, if if a person is not qualified for a job, don't give them that job because you feel like you should give the black person a job. We don't need that job. We want the job that is that is for us and that we're qualified for. But involve us in the conversation. Get us a seat at the table. Allow us the opportunities that we deserve. Um, and I think, you know, w- leading with that, um, I think, you know, they'll, they'll just be a, um, a, a total flip in, in our successes. And we'll, we'll be able to build ourselves up. We'll be able to build our families up because we've had those opportunities. That's all we, that's all we need is, is opportunities. Man, I really hope you're right. I'm hoping that, uh, that what we saw get started this year will actually continue in even a better direction uh, next year and the years ahead. And it's funny, I think about uh, people in the music space who in many ways have had more success um, sometimes than people in other spaces. And so who knows, maybe some of, uh, some of the musicians will lead the way in the same way that I feel like so many of the athletes, particularly the NFL players like Kaepernick, I think were so important to, uh, to the first part of this conversation. And, and there's different there's different ways of doing it, right? I mean, the simple things as, as like like myself, like the majority of my my staff are, are African American, um, and I, you know, I I just I just lead with uh, I put my money where my mouth is, basically, right? So like I'm not I'm not just talking the talk, like I'm actually implementing. My manager is is a black man, you know what I'm saying? My my uh, my entire band, you know what I'm saying? Like majority of my Staff is uh, is consumed with black, and they're qualified and they're at the highest level. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's where it begins. Obviously, the police brutality is a totally different story, but in terms of lifting um, uh, our culture up, I think that's where it begins. Uh, it's so funny, Jason, as you were saying that. I, I was I was thinking about Frank, and I was thinking about Frank and you, and I was envisioning. Uh, that basketball court, because I grew up, I don't know if you know where Homestead is. Yeah. Down further and south where I grew up there, and I spent a lot of time on basketball courts, and you meet so many interesting people. Yeah, man. And I was just thinking about how different your life would have turned out if, uh, you know, I don't know what would have happened, but it, but it sounds like there's a powerful, positive partnership between the two of you. 100%. Yeah, that's that's a, that's an interesting point, man. Really interesting point. I... I I think that I would would have still been really successful, but I don't think I would have been as smart and as as savvy as I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well said. Well, boy was talented. Your boy was talented to start. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jason, you know what I appreciate about you? I mean, you do have that Michael Jackson energy and effervescence. I mean, you're ready for the stage. You know who you remind me of a little bit is is your girl Chelsea Handler. Have you met Chelsea Handler, the comedian, before? I have, yes. Me, me, both of you like being on stage. 
Both of you have big, bright personalities. And she was like, the moment I knew that there was such a thing as comedy, that there was a microphone and an open stage and people had to listen, she was like, you couldn't stop me. And I can I tell you, you've always enjoyed kind of being right out there, right in front. And I like that. I like to see that. I was like, yo, I could do this and make money? Oh, nah. Right. It's a wrap for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jason, I've got an idea for you. I've got an idea for you. Uh-huh. Did you see uh, Snoop when Snoop was the announcer for that fight recently with Tyson and uh, Roy Jones Jr.? Yeah. We got to get you doing that because I could tell you would be fun. You would be a <laughs> surprise hit. You would be fun. You would be good with that. I could tell you'd be good. And Snoop hit it right on the head. He Man, I was like, yo, Snoop is killing this right now. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't believe how good he was, man. It was it was really, like, yeah, a, a, yeah. a spectacle. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Well, you know, there are just certain people that have it in them. And For sure. Whether they were famous or not, you know that Snoop would be the life of a party if he was there. And, uh, and I think those kind of people make good announcers. Thanks. <laughs> Hey, hey, Jason, thank thank you for doing this, man. I really appreciate it and and continued success. Happy holidays. Thank you, man. Thank you for the interview. It It was phenomenal, man. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Carlos Watson Show podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.